Welcome to a Business Growth Mindset Podcast. I'm Christian Lavolsi, and despite the pandemic that we are facing around the world, I want to assure you that life will continue and that I'm really grateful to be here today to share this episode with you. To all the business owners, uh, entrepreneurs, the crazy ones, the believers, the doers, the clever makers, the action takers, and everybody else in between, this podcast was designed for you. Last week, I spoke briefly on resilience. What does it mean and why is it important to business owners and C-suite executives? I had a suspicion that we would face tough times, but I didn't think uh, that for some we would be facing such a significant change to how we live. With the escalating development of uh, COVID-19, resilience will be something everyone needs to focus on uh, developing because it's a vital coping and survival mechanism which we need to endure, overcome and rebuild. So this week, uh, I want to discuss how you can personally build resilience by reflecting on your past to help you through the present. And I will also explain how you can build resilient teams. Resilience is a powerful mechanism that provides you the ability to overcome adversity. But I believe it goes far beyond uh, just weathering those storms. Resilience is learning and growing from the challenges that you face. And for this reason, at its core, I see resilience as the difference between failure and success. So stay tuned and listen up because today could prepare you for the unknown future we're about to face. One of the most straightforward ways that you can begin building resilience is by looking at what you already have available to you. Now, right at the top of my list are close relationships. This is for the simple reason that the people around you are highly likely to share your outlook, focus, values, and beliefs. They also see beneath the surface of who you are rather than just seeing the tip of the iceberg that is revealed to the rest of the world. All of this means that people you choose to have close relationships with um, are really well-placed to support you on your journey. No matter how resilient you are, you're always going to be human. You're always um, going to have those emotions that come from adversity. And so there will always be times when you question yourself and struggle to move past that pain point. Now, this means that you will always need to seek out coping strategies, both cognitive and behavioral. Having people around you to bounce your ideas off when exploring the best ways to develop those strategies can help you uh, to give you a far greater clarity, right? Now, the belief in the importance of close personal relationships in developing resilience is also supported by Osbay, who concluded that social support is one of those of the most influential variables in preceding positive coping and adaption. Now, a fundamental and almost universal truth is that adversity creates agitation. Therefore, part of building resilience is developing the understanding that experiencing agitation is normal. Now, this leads directly onto the other key relationship in your life uh, that is crucial to building resilience. Now, that is the relationship you have with yourself. Your self-awareness is critical to developing the uh, ideal mindset and stillness required to grow, but more importantly, knowing who you are. In my reflection, I draw on the Man in the Arena by Theodore Roosevelt. 
And it goes a little like this. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strongman stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who thrives violently, who errs, who comes shorts again and again because there is no effort without error and shortcomings. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows the great enthusiasm, the great devotions? Who spends himself in the worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end is triumph and high achievement? And who at the worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Wow. It is so important to develop a view of yourself that is compassionate and caring. We all suffer at different times and in different ways, but how you process your experiences plays a huge part in the impact they have on your life. When it comes to your relationships with yourself, with those close to you, and with the wider world, it is interesting to note that humor also actively contributes to the development of resilience. Humor is viewed by Valiant as a fourth level mature defense serving, uh, not only to combat stress, but also to attract social support. Now, this means that allowing yourself to be playful is not only okay, it's a really great coping strategy. There's nothing wrong with breaking out the super soakers every now and then. And as in the case for far too many people, not all of my formative relationships were healthy. I grew up with a physically and emotionally abusive father who constantly rejected me and told me that I wasn't good enough. He would tell me that I was too stupid to be his son. And over time, I internalized that message. Now, for many years, I believed that I was stupid, a belief that was compounded by my dyslexia. Now, in spite of the negative messages I received, I, I, had I had inherent traits that allowed me to develop coping strategies and overcome the agitation early in my life. Now, I fought against the negative input and sought to validate myself. I recognized that in order to achieve this validation, I needed to find something that I was good at in an area where I wasn't being targeted and attacked, period. So for me, this was sport. Now, my success in sport allowed me to develop the confidence and belief that I could achieve. This formed the foundation of my resilience. Once the foundations were in place, I was able to start building. Now, fast forward a few years, <laughs> a few, I went back to university to study for my MBA to prove to myself that I wasn't stupid. Now, my first two or three subjects were credits. I was really happy with that. I had never imagined uh, I could get a credit at MBA level. And I mean, I had no idea how to reference a skill which I learned very quickly. Um, it didn't take long before I was asking myself how I could achieve more and get better results. Now, I began to recognize that I wasn't stupid and to reverse the early beliefs that I'd had as a kid. I realized that if I applied myself just a little, I could achieve a distinction. Now, since that realization, I never had anything less than a distinction and finished with a handful of high distinctions. Just prior to graduation uh, last year, I received a letter from the vice chancellor congratulating me on my academic achievement, which was followed with membership to the prestigious Golden Key International Honor Society. Uh, this recognition meant that I was amongst the top 15% of academics. So uh, I guess I, I began to wonder what else I could do from there. 
Now, the message here is that you build resilience from your own actions and results because you come to an understanding that it is possible to move above and beyond your own expectations of yourself. The positive outcomes that you get are strength, right? At learning and the motivation to help others. In fact, a number of studies now show that altruism is closely associated with resilience in both adults and children. You also develop perspectives and a method of improvement because you have the benchmark to work from. Now, this is the pipeline for how you build resilience. Adversity kicks in, you become agitated, which combines unpleasant emotions, questioning, and mental struggles. At this point, your cognitive and behavioral coping mechanisms come into play. This then leads to all of the positive outcomes that result from building resilience. The, the positive outcomes are the motivation to keep moving through that pipeline. And as long as you keep pushing forward and developing your personal resources, you will keep being rewarded with more positive outcomes. Alongside the positive outcomes of strength, learning, and the motivation to help others that we just explored, another key to building resilience is the love of achievement. When you have a love of achievement and you start to become resilient, all of a sudden you realize that you can succeed. At, at this point, resilience becomes about application. You have learned something that you can use to get you to where you wanna go. Now we assume that resilience happens naturally, but I believe that the way in which resilience can be applied is at the heart of why and how it can be taught. Now, this belief is supported by the work of Higgins, who concluded that resilience can be taught, cultivated, and encouraged. And in my view, it's all about uh, being outcome-driven. And it's exactly the same as the way a child learns to walk. So watching my children grow up has been a phenomenal experience, life-changing in fact. I want to reference my daughter's journey uh, from the time when she began to stand. So I'm going to read from an abstract of my journal. So over the last uh, couple of weeks, she has been pulling herself up to standing. And a few days ago, once she had pulled herself up to standing, she started letting go. She has built the strength and confidence to stand and support herself. And now she's ready to see where it can take her. Uh, the interesting thing about watching my children is the different approaches that they take to achieve the same results. Now, my son would launch himself across the room and crash into things. I lost count of the number of times he hit his head. My daughter has already taken a couple of tumbles from letting go before she has found her center of balance. And I can see her rethinking her approach building more strength, and ensuring that she's steady before she lets go. So that was from my journal. And now I can confirm that they both achieved the same results, but they took very different approaches. The same is true of resilience. However we, however we build it, we can still achieve the results, which mean we can apply what we have learned. Now, I believe that we are organically built to become resilient. I also think that we are often denied the opportunity to develop our resilience. This is largely because there is a huge misconception about what resilience is. It is seen as being about living through suffering when in fact it is far more about our traits and behaviors. Resilience isn't so much about the situations we face 
as the way that we respond to them. Once you understand that building resilience is about positively affecting outcomes, you can truly begin to develop new traits and behaviors. Although it will always remain true that adversity creates agitation, your understanding of what you want to achieve will allow you to begin to split emotion from reality. You can then go into the process of repair instead of anger. It doesn't mean that the emotions are no longer there, but it means that you can react with love instead of fear and pain. By regulating your emotional responses, you are able to recognize that the things that you experience in life are not exclusively about you. This is explored by Gross, who examines the way in which people select and modify situations, then change the cognition and modify their responses. Once you take yourself out of the center of your experiences, then you can see how you relate to the situation. This gives you the power to see how the decisions you make will impact your destination. Basically, you will have gained the serenity to accept the things that you cannot change and courage to change the things that you can and the wisdom to know the difference. By distinguishing these crucial differences, you can become humble and aware of your blessings, which completes the beautiful circle, leading you directly back to an appreciation of what you have available to help you continue building on your resilience. By looking at resilience in terms of five key lifestyle dimensions, it makes it easier for an individual to understand what they are doing well, where their strengths lay, and areas of development to improve resilient competencies and build resilience. The five lifestyle dimensions are, one, physical, looking after your body. Two, cognitive, how we think about things and the stories we tell ourselves. Three, emotional, it's promoting positive emotions and personal growth. Four, social, having supportive relationships, friends and networks, as well as supporting people and helping others. And five, spiritual, the meaning in our lives and what we find satisfying. Now, rather than dive into uh, the five key lifestyle dimensions, I want to provide you with some super value of super value around building resilient teams, particularly with the escalating COVID-19 issues affecting everyone around the world. Workplace stress impacts effectiveness in teams and resilience gives teams the capacity to bounce back from failure, conflicts or other threats with team members rebounding to higher levels of motivation. Teams that thrive under challenging situations adapt to significant changes and stress or recover from negative experiences are less likely to experience potentially damaging effects of threatening situations. So here are four factors that affect resilience in teams. One, uncertainty in the form of incomplete or incomplete information, which makes it difficult to predict the future. Two, the presence of external threats or pressures. Right? Three, significantly reducing communication channels and the amount of information that you share. Four, when operating in stressful situations, many individuals begin to focus inward, losing focus of the team task. So what can you do during this pandemic to help build resilient teams so that you can manage now and prepare for the future? For managers, I would suggest the following. Build your own resilience. Take care of yourself. Maintain a sense of balance between work and personal life and watch for the symptoms of stress. 
Maintain perspective and avoid reactive crisis response. Now, we are seeing a lot of this at the moment. Focus your energy, particularly on your circle of influence and accept events that you have no influence over. Show your appreciation for others' work and efforts. Reframe negativity and ensure that the messages given are hopeful. Now, for teams, I would suggest help each other out by finding a sense of meaning and value within your work. Encourage some social time at work. Encourage autonomy and flexibility within teams and encourage problem solving. Help others manage change through support and communication. Look after opportunities for ongoing learning and especially in communication and conflict resolution. Assist in finding mentors and encourage others to take on new tasks and stretch objectives. Show appreciation for others' work and efforts and let others know they are valued. Promote optimism and ensure messages are hopeful. Use humor to reduce the stress. Try not to skip breaks and use them to engage with others and establish positive rituals. Offer support services such as employee assistance programs or related counseling services. Resilient individuals bounce back from adversity and failure. They develop resilient competencies and work from their strengths to avoid a negative response to failure and prevent future failures. In summary, understand resilience and resilient competencies. Use self-awareness to understand your current state of of resilience capability and identify skills critical to build resilient capabilities. Set goals with an action plan to enhance resilience. And finally, learn resilient practice, practice it, embed it, and then teach it onto others. In this time of need, what we can do best is plan, consider, and act. To be able to do so, we need to build our own resilience and that of our teams. By doing so, we give ourselves the very best opportunity to make better decisions, but also to preserve and endure. From all of us, keep safe, maintain your distance, don't hoard, wash your hands, and most importantly, use the digital tools that you have available to stay connected with people that matter the most to you. Human connections will always be a necessity. And as always, live with purpose. Are you ready to start taking action on your business? Would you like to spend more time with your family? Then call 1-300-643-229 and start building momentum right now. I know you're busy. In fact, you are so busy that you don't have time to work on your business or yourself. Often tossing and turning at night, worrying about the how-tos and the cash flow. How on earth can you possibly get off the hamster wheel so that you can take a helicopter view to see where you'll be in 90 days, one year, or three years from now. In this program, I will take you from sleepless nights to blissful sleep. You'll have more time with your family and you will have the clarity and direction so you can grow and flourish. Call 1-300-643-229 now and start building momentum.